Hey there, Pulse Jack listeners. This is Jeremy Siegel continuing our special series on the coronavirus pandemic. In July of 2020, the Trump administration announced it would invest $1.6 billion in the vaccine manufacturer Novavax. But things didn't exactly turn out how they hoped. Novavax was supposed to have delivered, you know, hundreds of millions of doses by now. And because of their manufacturing issues, they haven't been able to. Today on the show... They were very talented and smart manufacturing experts who were working on Operation Warp Speed or with the government who said, hey, this might not be the best way to go with this investment. Aaron Banco on how Operation Warp Speed left the world waiting for a vaccine. When the pandemic first hit, uh, the Trump administration put together a group called Operation Warp Speed uh, internally within the administration that was supposed to basically help fast track a vaccine uh, for the American people. They really wanted a, a wide portfolio of different kinds of vaccines that use different kinds of technology and processes that would be able to um, allow the American people to pick and choose which vaccine they wanted. And they wanted as many companies as possible to be able to deliver these kinds of vaccines because the worry at the time was, well, what if one of them doesn't work? What if they go into the clinical trials and one of them, you know, um, doesn't meet their targets or or the science doesn't work behind the scenes? And so they were pretty confident that the mRNA vaccines, so that's the the Moderna and the Pfizer's of the world, um, were going to work sort of mid-2020. They, they had a really good feeling about that. Um, they were really confident in J&J as well. And, and, mm-hmm. and then they had this idea for Novavax. So Novavax was, it's a Maryland-based company. Um, and Novavax had proposed um, a different kind of vaccine. So the technology and process they use is is well known to scientists, but it can be really difficult to scale. And, and what it basically does is it uses moth cells, you know, like the bug, to um, create spike proteins that then produce the vaccine. They liked Novavax in particular because it did not require uh, freezer storage like the mRNA vaccines do. Um, it was basically easier to transport and store. So they really looked at Novavax as a vaccine for the world. You know, it it could help not only Americans, but they could ship it to low and middle income countries across the globe. And and so they were really, um, particularly Dr. Burks, who was the head of the COVID task force at the time, uh, and Dr. Redfield, who was the head of the CDC at the time, were really excited about about this shot um, being able to to um, help a, a lot of different people across the country and across the globe. So Novavax at the time when they got the contract with the government received $1.6 billion in funding. So at that time, it was the largest package of funding that any vaccine maker who had you know, been working with the government received at the time. Moderna obviously went on to reap billions and billions of dollars from the government. But at that time, Novavax received the biggest package um, and the government was was confident um, that this that this vaccine would work. But what became clear very, very quickly was that Novavax was going to have problems 
um, scaling its vaccines. That means um, being able to make large yields of the vaccine consistently. Novavax had just prior to the pandemic fired and let go of uh, a large core group of individuals in the manufacturing unit that would have been able to to sort of work on this. And so the company lacked sort of the wherewithal and the knowledge in its staff to be able to do this properly. And the company Novavax was just not producing batches that had anywhere near what the FDA was looking for. They look for about 90% purity levels. The company at one point was producing something like 30% purity levels. Um, and that those were just on the small batches that they were creating. So it became clear very quickly that the company was having problems. And so what the government did was they took people from Operation Warp Speed, they put them on on the project, they said, help them find people who can, contractors who can work with them to help them scale this, this process and be able to work out the process issues that they were having. But even after the government invested even more money and more resources into helping the company um, scale the manufacturing, uh, the company Novavax was, was still struggling. Despite all these problems, uh, individuals on Operation Warp Speed, particularly Monsef Slawi and others who were leading Operation Warp Speed, continued to press forward with the company um, because, like I said at the beginning, they really wanted as many options as possible for the American people. What ended up happening is that Novavax had to, they had put out all these targets for the end of 2021 originally when they first announced their partnership with the government. Um, but those targets continued to be pushed back. So they kept having to make announcements saying we're revising our targets, but they didn't really say what was going on, like why they were pushing back these targets until August of this year when they had to file a note with the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. So what ended up happening was the government went to Novavax and said, listen, we're not going to keep funding you if you're having all these problems. Like you need to figure out how to fix this and then we'll we'll talk again. So the Novavax had to file a footnote basically in their SEC filing, their quarterly filing that that noted that the government had told them that they weren't going to be funded anymore until they figured out these issues. Mm. And as of a couple of weeks ago, the FDA still hadn't set a meeting with Novavax and the Novavax CEO said publicly they were still working on getting a meeting with the FDA. So basically what that means is the FDA has not told Novavax that they think their data is complete or good enough to go through the approval process. So what have the real world effects of all of these hiccups been? Um, Because obviously vaccines are widely available in the U.S., but you mentioned like part of what made Novavax attractive um, for the U.S. is that it might be a vaccine that would be easy to ship abroad and help get, you know, other countries vaccinated. Did these problems that Novavax had, have they essentially left other countries that might be getting vaccine shipments from the U.S.? Have we left them hanging because of it? Yeah, listen, I mean, Novavax was supposed to have delivered, you know, hundreds of millions of doses by now. And because of their manufacturing issues, they haven't been able to. So um, over the course of 2021, the world missed out on on 1 billion Novavax doses. I mean, that's that's a significant number of doses that could have gone to 
low and middle income countries across the world. And and while, you know, COVAX and and um, other NGOs have been um, trying to sort of fill the gap in getting, you know, pledges from Moderna and Pfizer and, and direct donations from others, uh, countries across the world, Novavax was supposed to be a big chunk of what they were going to rely on to help distribute, like I said, to low and middle income countries. And without that shot, um, the world really suffered in 2021. Now, prospects for 2022 look pretty bright, but that's primarily because of of Pfizer's donations, quite honestly. Um, And so, you know, because Novavax didn't come online, um, the world had to rely in 2021 on the mRNA vaccine shipments, which again are are much harder to ship. They require freezer storage. If you're talking about countries in sub-Saharan Africa, you know, receiving these doses, I mean, their, their cold storage facilities are are not great. I mean, not every country has the ability to store them for long periods of time, which means they go bad and they expire. Novavax is going to sort of fix those local infrastructure problems where countries, like I said, in Africa and in and, uh, and Latin America, we're going to be able to sort of get these doses and, and give them to their populations easier than the mRNA vaccine. So we'll have to wait and see what Novavax's prospects look like in 2022. Did the U.S. screw up here? I mean, on one hand, you said, you know, they invested in a bunch of different things to make sure that we still had capacity if one didn't work out. But then at the same time, at one point, this was the company that we were investing the most heavily in. Like, was this a misstep on the part of U.S. health officials? Yeah, you know, it depends how you look at this. So there were very early concerns before we even sort of started getting going in terms of an investment with Novavax. They were very talented and smart manufacturing experts who were working on Operation Warp Speed or with the government who said, hey, this might not be the best way to go with this investment because of the process, um, because it's so difficult to scale, as I said, for any company, really. And and also that Novavax had depleted its ranks um, in terms of its, its talent that they had had in their manufacturing units. And so there were basically two strikes against them at that point. But one of the other companies that was looking to do this kind of vaccine was Sanofi. And Sanofi very early on had to drop out because they couldn't figure it out either. So Novavax was really the only other company that the U.S. government had to sort of follow this through and see if it worked. So you know, there are people like Monsef Slaoui and others who said that they had no choice but to go forward with Novavax. There are others who've worked on Operation Warp Speed who said it was like a waste of time, that it was a mess. Um, and that the time spent trying to help the company scale its manufacturing could have been spent, um, working on other projects. I I think it's a messy question, honestly, you know, in hindsight, could the U S government had done more to help Novavax after it started its investment? I don't think so. I mean, they put up a lot of resources to help the company. So again, it's, 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 tough to to think back and what Novavax could have done in 2021 and how many more doses the world could have had. Um, but there are others who I talk to now who say, look, it's not over. Novavax can pull through in 2022. So it's a real wait and see kind of game right now. 
All right, that's our show for this week. I'm Jeremy Siegel, and big thanks to Aaron Banco from our health team for joining me. Pulse Check's senior editor is Raghu Manavalan. Our senior producer is Jenny Ament, and our executive producer is Irene Noguchi. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>